You are listening to the Longitude Research Podcast, Thought Leadership Insights, where senior figures from the firm, together with leading marketing executives, explore key trends shaping the evolution of thought leadership and marketing. I'm your host, Fergal Byrne. I'm very pleased today to welcome Peter Richards to the podcast. Peter is Vice President of Marketing and Communications of the Energy Division at Lloyd's Register and has been promoting, developing, and managing thought leadership programs within B2B organizations for over 15 years. Peter is responsible for creating the Lloyd's Register Technology Radar, which provides a unique perspective on the global trends and market view on the adoption of key technologies in the sector. So thank you very much, Peter, for taking the time to speak to us today for Longitude Thought Leadership Insights podcast. Thanks, Michael. So a good place to start maybe would be if you could tell us a little bit about the scope of Lloyd's Register activities today. We are a uh, professional services organisation focused on providing technical and engineering support to a wide variety of organisations. And we have three core sector focuses, one being in the marine sector, secondly, looking at the energy industry, and then thirdly, looking at the business assurance and quality assurance sector. I'm responsible for marketing communications, which covers our presence in the oil and gas, renewables and nuclear sectors. Presumably, it's changed over time as thought leadership has become a a more dominant marketing activity and indeed content marketing more generally. I think you've got to have a perspective and you've got to have something which resonates with your client base. Having an issues-led approach to your marketing, I think, is fundamental. You are more successful in engaging with your audience if you talk in their language as opposed to just an explicit sales approach because you're talking to them about the issues that they face. Yes, absolutely. And there's been a, a proliferation of different forms, really, hasn't there? I mean, thought leadership has been around for a long time. I'm just wondering whether there are one or two trends that you think are significant that you've seen over those years in the way content is consumed. Yeah, I mean, I think from a consumption point of view, if you use that term, the whole drive towards having something which is digestible and has an impact. So, you know, we've seen you know, far more of a drive uh, in terms of use of infographics um, and you know, ensuring that they're portrayed in a more relevant way to you know, attract somebody's attention. I think you also need to ensure that you've got the so what moments covered, that you're not just producing thought leadership or commentary for the sake of it. Very interesting, very interesting. Now, who is your target audience then for thought leadership? Our target audience you know, varies. You know, if I look at some of the initial projects, it's been you know, the oil and gas majors, so major exploration and production companies, all the way through to suppliers to the oil and gas industry. The most recent piece of research and thought leadership that we've done has been focused on the low carbon industry, so it's been focused more at the renewables and nuclear organisations. And then in terms of the physical people that we're engaging with and wanting to educate and inform, it again varies. We go from the C-suites all the way through to specific technical audiences as well, where we go into some of the more detailed technical analysis through the research on where we're seeing trends. It's been very effective, actually, at spanning a broad cross-section of our client base. Very interesting. Now, there's been a lot of change in the oil and gas industry. How has that affected your thought leader? or how you approach presenting yourselves to your clients? We've seen a challenging market, as our clients have. I think one of the key things we're reflecting on is that when an industry goes through a degree of crisis, they initially cut cost. 
and they take cost out of the industry. But that's only sustainable for so long. We've used the research we've done to really have a deep conversation with our clients in that industry to illustrate to them that you know there are other ways to help you know, transform the way that you operate through the use of innovation and also the other you know real upside with the thought leadership approach is you're able to illustrate to your own client base this is what your peers are doing this is your peers perspective on how they are trying to get themselves out of the challenge that the sector is facing then have a more detailed conversation with your clients because it shifts the debate that you have you talked earlier about this question about making content more digestible and so forth what has that meant for you uh, are there any approaches that you've taken well, I think you know, the key thing for us, and if I look back at uh, where we were most probably three, four years ago, we were quite content with taking a management report, just using that as a form of engagement. What we're now starting to see is we still need that management report, but we need the elements of it now extracted so that we can use that in a variety of different ways. So the use of infographics within PowerPoints and presentations, creating sales toolkits for our teams so that they can use the content that's being created in a flexible way. Also having some top-level sound bites, which does attract people's attention because we're all hit with a volume of information now. So how you get the salient points across in a very clear and concise way is critical in attracting your audience. And also, well, I think you then get longevity and you can use it in a variety of different forms over a prolonged period without having to then in essence, redo the research because you're you're using it in chunks. Now, I'm wondering whether there are any channels of activation that you're using that, that are working particularly well. I think from our point of view, the way we also use the research is one-to-one uh, and one-to-many. In that one-to-one context, we've had some you know, fantastic success getting engagement with clients we would never have had access to without the thought leadership. In terms of one-to-many, we bring a group of clients together and replay the research to them in that briefing context. We'll get a greater depth of discussion that you don't necessarily see. We are seeing success you know, with LinkedIn in terms of the, you know, the way we can do targeting uh, through that channel. We've used Twitter, which in a B2B context, I'd always been slightly sceptical of, but we'd also seen you know some high levels of engagement through effective positioning on the message, which again has been interesting learning for us. So in my mind, it will always be a blend of the channels that we use. So not every company is familiar with thought leadership and they aren't as familiar with it as an approach to brand building and positioning. Have you got some insights there in terms of uh, some advice on what you've learned? It does need to come back to what's your purpose and your objective. Just saying that you want to build the brand through thought leadership, in my mind, isn't enough. You need to be very clear about what this is going to do for you as a, an organisation. That level of investment requires an organisation's commitment. So the more that you can do to educate and inform your stakeholder group and you get their buy-in is critical. In my mind and from past experience, if you don't do that, you find that you've got stakeholders that aren't fully supportive. Can we talk a little bit about budgeting and what you might call accounting? I'd be interested in uh, getting your sense of you know, what proportion of the overall marketing spend do you assign to thought leadership? You're looking at mostly between 10 and 15% of our marketing budget that's allocated to thought leadership in a variety of different forms. We will never do one piece of activity 
in isolation. We will always look to leverage the investment that we make. What does success and thought leadership look like to you, Peter? It's always challenging to get the complete line of sight from the investment that you make to the return the business sees. So I think that's the challenge that I think anybody in B2B marketing faces. What we've learned is you can look at vanity metrics. However, from a boardroom point of view, that's not as exciting as being able to say, we've actually driven a deeper relationship with this client through this piece of work. And we now have a relationship with that client which wasn't there before. That's a a clear and tangible return for the business. And if that then generates more income from that engagement, that's where you start to see the return. Ultimately, if you do this well, thought leadership sells itself within the business. I think one of the huge benefits that thought leadership has is it clearly differentiates you in the market from your competitors. And you can measure that from a media point of view. I think the challenge comes in looking at the KPI element. That's really challenging within a B2B um, sense because for a lot of organisations, your sales process isn't short term. So case in point, I've had uh, inquiries that have come from individuals that have been engaged with us over a year ago and have now reached back out to us as a business. And that's been generated through the thought leadership that we've done. But uh, And they wouldn't have generated that inquiry without that. Right, right. Very useful insight there, Peter. Thank you so much for your time today and sharing with us all your valuable experience and insights and advice and thought leadership. And I wish you the very best success in the future. Super. Thanks for your time, Fogel. Thanks to everyone listening today. If you'd like to find out more about how to create high-impact thought leadership campaigns, please go to longitude.co.uk and click on Our Thinking.